0: is back, and Ryan just Woo. beat the buzzer. Wow. He is back. And so is the DMVR Broncos podcast. What's up, fellas?
1: <clears throat> Not much. I literally was in a meeting 14 seconds ago.
0: Yep. We got wow. the, yeah, uh, here said we're going live, which means we got a 60-second countdown. One second after he said we're going live, you texted me and said, I can come down soon. I said, you got for 60 <laughs> seconds. Let's go. Let's go. I made it. Ah. <laughs> ah. <sighs> <sighs> How you guys doing man i'm doing fantastic
2: i think i might get that golf video game today oh nice yeah oh. i have a
1: slightly more important video game today uh, oh that's right. that's right that's <laughs> right madden super bowl broncos falcons super bowl 33 rematch wow um i'm feeling good about it i woke up this morning i watched the highlights from super bowl 33 <laughs> wow and um like the nfl films voice was like the broncos dominated the Falcons to <laughs> complete their season long goal
0: and I was just like yeah that wow so what was it what good. was the score of that Super Bowl 33-19 I think are you going to so you you've got to cover 14 points can you win by 14 and a half or more
1: yeah i can do anything
0: <laughs> oh, wow wow not just cocky about getting the dub cocky about covering a double a two touchdown spread
3: just
0: Just win,
1: baby. That's all I care about. (laughs) Don't say that. That's Raiders. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. It
0: really is Raiders. You can't say that one. More stuff, more drama coming out about uh, why the relationship between Darren Waller and Josh McDaniels was splintered even more. So, of course, it's more of the uh, Josh wasn't invited to Darren Waller's wedding a couple of days before he was traded. So that was real. That (laughs) drama was real. I think so. Oh,
1: man, that's awesome. It's just embarrassing. I mean, like this stuff follows Josh McDaniels wherever it's, he goes.
2: Yeah, it's all he does is just create dumb, weird little drama. All he
0: does is not win. That is true. Yeah, losing record. He's two for two. Just lose, baby. <laughs> <laughs> just lose, baby. That might be Mark Davis's new uh, new Maybe. slogan.
1: Yeah, man, it's hard to imagine that team like being very good.
0: Well, I mean, they, here's the thing, though. They got the quarterback that just wins. That's literally all he does. I mean, he throws interceptions. He doesn't throw for like 300 yards ever. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't blow you away with stats. All he does is win. So I guess he's like the only part of that team that fits that slogan. And I mean, just not against Russell Wilson. That's true. Wow. That's true. Man, it, does he have like a- more losses against Russell Wilson than like the rest of the NFL combined?
1: It might be, I mean, not that (laughs) drastic, but, like, I'm pretty sure he's, like, one in seven against Russ or something crazy like that. If
0: that's the case, he honestly might have more losses against Mm -hmm. Russ than any other team, than every other team combined. Fair enough.
2: Wow. It is, uh, let's see, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, but the Raiders, like, what, they have the NFL's leading rusher from last year. They also have Devontae Adams. Yep. You would think the offense would be good at the very least. You would. And, like, defense, like, there's a bunch of question marks, but you got, like, Max Crosby. There's there's talent. Yeah, but I still, like, how are they going to win more than, like, six games?
0: Uh, Again, if if Jimmy Garoppolo is just that guy. Yeah. He's not, though. (laughs) He's definitely not. I agree. I don't think he has either. Are you looking it up, Ryan?
1: Dude, I hate these things. It always looks like it's so easy to Google this stuff, and then something comes up. It's like Jimmy Garoppolo versus Russell Wilson, head-to-head record. You click it, it just doesn't tell you. Uh, Of course. Of course
0: it doesn't. You're you're Um, on StatMuse.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How how have
3: they
1: they schemed the SEO like that? I don't know,
2: but they, they do really great stuff. It, it just they occasionally like, it. like that exact thing. Like, yeah, that's the one place that has the exact thing.
1: They have a way to make it. So no matter what you search, mm-hmm. their thing will come up as if they have a page that tells you
0: that answer. <laughs> and and it doesn't have that. And, answer. It, and it's not there. Uh, and as, as Jose or Alex actually mentioned, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't win the last time he played the Broncos. In nope. fact, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't even score 10 points. Wasn't that 11 to... No, was it 11 to 10, or was it 11 to 9? Oh, man. You're All testing me. All these low-scoring
1: games. Either get way, me. if it was either of those scores, um, Jimmy won the game for the Broncos with that safety. <laughs> You're wow. certainly
0: right. He did. did do I do Presented know. by DraftKings Sports. <laughs> there we go. Use that <laughs> promo code DNVR when you sign up. Anyways, um, random Raiders talk, but... Very random Raiders fun. talk. We're going to have some... Uh, not-so-random 49ers talk Mm. coming up in a minute. We've got a special guest joining us in just a minute to talk about Mike McGlinchey.
1: Yes, that is going to be a, a fun conversation because I think, well, I guess we'll find out. My hypothesis is that those who know ball... Liked Mike McGlinchey in San Francisco. And those who don't know ball didn't.
0: That would be nice. And I think there's a big reason why the people that don't know ball don't think he's very good. Is Mike McGlinchey, it's tough to have highlight packages of offensive linemen. And it's also pretty tough to have low light packages of offensive linemen. But with Mike McGlinchey, there is a low light package that, you know, continues to circulate. Or, you know, will occasionally come back up. Because he is so tall. And he's, not, he, he's very athletic, which means he's kind of skinny, uh, that he will occasionally get thrown around. If a tall guy doesn't always have perfect positioning, it's going to be easy for a guy that's much shorter and strong to pick him up and kind of just throw him around. And you saw that happen with him occasionally. So that's why I think casual fans who see that stuff on Twitter will say, oh, man, what are they getting? They're getting just a goofball in here. Yeah. But... Those don't happen all the time and when those don't happen he's a really solid offensive lineman.
1: A low light package sounds like something that girls get sent in their DMs unsolicited.
0: Wow. wow. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> uh,
1: but it's true. Uh you know, and again if you see your right tackle getting like hip tossed yep. um it it's going to, you know, change your feelings on him, especially if that's a high first round pick. Right. That has you know insane expectations. So mm-hmm. um Let's do it. Let's let's talk to our guest here.
0: Well, let's bring him in right now. We've got San Francisco 49ers insider Matt Barrows coming, joining us. He works for The Athletic. And, Matt, before we talk about uh, Mike McGlinchey and the 49ers, you dropped a great piece over at The Athletic today talking about Vernon Davis. Oh. And it wasn't talking about Vernon Davis. Broncos legend. Yeah, it wasn't mm-hmm. talking about Vernon Davis being a great 49ers tight end. It wasn't talking about Super Bowl 50. Denver Broncos champion with the Broncos and it wasn't talking about Vernon Davis becoming a head coach in the NFL or something like that it was talking about Vernon Davis playing a serial killer in a movie with Morgan Freeman that's coming out wow. Matt did you ever expect to write this story <laughs> no I did not not uh
4: certainly not uh, opposite Morgan Freeman I know that uh, Vernon has wanted to get into acting for a long while and actually had had dabbled in it uh, when he was with the 49ers. And I was I was surprised, because I, I knew about that and I knew he's been doing this and that, but he's been in 17 movies. Wow. Uh, the majority of them after he left Washington and that was only a couple of years ago. So he's been very prolific and um, he's actually getting ready for a second movie um, opposite Morgan Freeman. This one is probably gonna get him a lot more screen, screen time with Morgan Freeman than uh, than the Ritual Killer, which is the story I, I uh, the the film that I wrote about. So um, yeah, he's uh, he's making good on his uh, his promise to himself to become an actor.
0: Well, I had no idea the number was <laughs> seventeen movies. That's incredible. So everyone's got to go check out that uh, because it's just such a unique story. You typically don't hear about football players going on to uh, become actors.
1: Well, isn't that the thing though? Like. Football players want to be actors. Actors want to be football players. <laughs> rappers want to be basketball yep, players. Yep. And football players mm-hmm. want to be rappers. Like <laughs> yeah. everyone wants to be what they aren't. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And he's doing it both. Uh, respect, respect. Um, all right, so let's get into Mike McGlinchey. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm curious if you agree with my hypothesis here, which was essentially that he got a bad rap, and and Zach maybe said it's because of some of the low light plays. Um, but that he was better than maybe the fans gave him credit for.
4: Yes, I think that's absolutely true. Um, you know, one of the things that was going against him is that he's playing opposite Trent Williams, who's a, uh, a future NFL uh, Hall of Famer or Football Hall of Famer. So uh, there's a, a sharp contrast there. I, I just think that, um, you know, uh, Mike McGlinchey was so much better than uh every other team's number two tackle mm. uh, and it was he as good as the 49ers number one tackle was he as good as other teams number one tackle probably not but in, in terms of uh you know his role on the team um and and what he uh was asked to do he was uh he was he was good to very good he's a, a very good run blocker and for kyle shanahan and uh i'm assuming for sean payton that's that's a, a huge part of the equation, uh, and and that's what they liked about him the most. Um, where he struggled, and sometimes in, you know, at the end of games, and so that sort of exacerbated the issues uh, was in pass protection. Uh, but um, you know, I feel like he's gotten better at that. You know, he was struggling to find the right weight at which to play for a few seasons, and and it's something that. NFL tackles sometimes deal with. I mean, uh, Joe Staley, for example, was got up to like 315 pounds early in his career with the 49ers and then decided, you know what, I don't need to be that weight. And by the end of his career, he was around 290. Uh, So these guys need to sort of figure that out. And my point is that I feel like Mike McGlinchey has figured that out. Mm. Uh, So he he sort of did the uh, experimenting thing with the 49ers and then the Broncos are going to kind of be the beneficiaries of him having done that.
2: He also had the injury. Uh, I think that was, that would've been like halfway through the 2021 season, yeah. but, but that was after he put on a bunch of weight, right? That he, they tore his quad and then had to recover that whole off season and try to get back to playing shape in time for last year.
4: That's right. I, I, he felt like he was getting bull rushed too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe in the 2020 season, and that he just needed more mass, more bulk, to uh, brace himself against that. And then um, you know got heavier. I mean, uh, concerted effort to add weight to get to that kind of 310, uh, 315 level. And then he suffered that, that quad injury. And that's, that's a big injury. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, the fact that he was able to come back from that this past season and uh, play the full season I mean, uh, you, you have to ask Mike this, but I, I got the sense that that was a, a big deal for him, uh, that he was able to get healthy, able to play every game, and, and, and do so in, in advance of his, uh, his free agency. But, um, you know, that was, that was not a small injury that he dealt with.
0: And speaking of Mike hitting free agency, Kyle Shanahan talked at the owners' meetings of the reason why they weren't able to keep Mike on the team and why he left for Denver was because he just outplayed what the 49ers could pay him. And I totally understand the 49ers have so many big contracts coming up and already on the books. But sometimes coaches take kind of the the nice route in, in talking about players and say those things about him. Was that the reason why he's no longer in the 49ers? Or were there other reasons why maybe the 49ers were skeptical of keeping him? No, I
4: mean, I, I, the the price point is is absolutely the the biggest reason. I mean, if he was as good as Trent Williams, they would have had to, to make a decision. Um, like I said earlier, Trent Williams is in a in a separate category among right, offensive right. tackles. Um, and, and you just hit on it. I mean, they've got not only Trent Williams making you know at the top or close to the top of uh, of what offensive tackles make, but but George Kittle is up there. At his position, Debo Samuel's up there at his position. Nick Bosa's is going to be up there at his position. Yeah. Um, Fred Warner uh, at middle linebacker, et cetera, et cetera. They just have a lot of mouths to feed. Um, but yeah, I think you know if if the uh, if the price point were more reasonable, they they definitely would have kept him. They they really liked Mike McGlinchey. There's a big dichotomy between what the, the fans thought of him mm. and what the organization thought of him. Um, and uh, I think the 49ers, you know, landed on the side of, okay, he's not, you know, a perennial pro bowler, but he's very good. And we're lucky to have him as the number two tackle.
1: Is that a classic case of draft position uh, causing a guy to, you know, uh, have higher expectations within the fans?
4: Yeah, I I think that for sure. And um, you know, to to be honest, I mean, there there were some plays, and I forget which season it was, might have been 2020, where at critical points, uh, you know, McGlinchey was letting up uh, pressures or sacks, and um, there was a string of games. I think it was early in 2020 where this happened, and this sort of kind of led to his, um, you know, uh, you know, trying to sort out his weight and all that other stuff. And like I said, I feel like that was a uh, a crossing point in his career and and now he's on the other side of it and that the broncos will will benefit from it but yeah i mean um it wasn't always pretty with him um so th- there's that but um yeah pick uh, you know top 10 pick you expect a lot out of it it, it also sort of underscores the point that you know o- offensive tackles are not growing on trees in the <laughs> yeah, nfl uh-huh. <laughs> Um, you know, the, the 49ers would love to, to take one this year. They, they don't have a first round pick. They don't have a second round pick. Uh, they don't pick until uh, pick number 99, which is uh, compensatory of the, uh, in the third round. So that's uh, it's, it's one of those big ticket items that if you have a, a top 10 pick uh, and, and you don't need a quarterback, you're, you're looking at offensive tackle because um, it, it, it takes a top 10 pick to bring in a really good one.
2: Were you surprised at all at the contract that he got, or, or was that about what you expected?
4: No, I mean, it was right in line with what everybody thought, which is why the 49ers you know, basically knew that he'd be gone. Um, you know, Like I said, very few offensive tackles out there, so if you're a good one, you're going to get a lot of attention, and that happened, I think, very quickly for, uh, for Mike and the, and the, and the Broncos.
0: And Matt, when you're talking uh, about the Broncos, Broncos fans kind of view the 49ers as maybe their NFC team because there's so many connections there. Obviously, Kyle Shanahan growing up in Colorado uh, with Mike's doing some work with them occasionally. Also John now, Lynch connection. Yeah, John Lynch, Christian McCaffrey now with the 49ers. So, so Broncos fans in general just kind of like to follow the 49ers more than I think other teams. And the 49ers may just be the most interesting team in the NFL with all the talent that we've talked about. But then the quarterback position, you've seen flashes from some guys. They have the number three overall pick. I mean, can you just kind of give us uh, an update of where the 49ers are? Are the expectations Super Bowl or bust this year? Who's going to be their starting quarterback?
4: Yeah, it is Super Bowl or bust. And um, yeah, the question about their, their starting quarterback is a, is a really good one. Um, they're going about it basically the opposite of most teams you know most teams put all their their big bucks into the quarterback and then you know try to kind of dress the team around that player um, the 49ers as I just mentioned have a lot of dollars spent elsewhere and they're they've got a cheap quarterback room because two of those quarterbacks are on their rookie contracts and the third Sam darnold is uh, signed a very modest for a quarterback uh, free agency deal so, um, yeah, I, I think if everyone were healthy, it would be a no-brainer just because Brock Purdy was so good mm. at the end of the season. He has, he has yet to uh, lose a game in which he's healthy throughout the whole game, uh, <laughs> the, the one loss being in the NFC Championship game. So, uh, But his health is a question mark. I mean, he has a very serious elbow injury that uh, is going to uh, continue to keep him out of practices right up until the start of the regular season. So, you know, there's a chance he goes on pup there's a chance that he's almost ready to start uh, the year, um, but but can't, and in that scenario, you know, my guess is that Trey Lance would be the starter, and then the 49ers would have a conundrum if Lance gets off to uh, a hot start. I mean, it's very hard to uh, take a, a quarterback who's on a roll out of the game uh, or out of the lineup, and so that would be sort of the issue if uh, Purdy comes off a pop in week four, Lance is four and zero. I mean, this is very <laughs> idealistic. These are problems that I think a lot of teams would love to have, but that's sort of uh, where things stand right now. There's um, a lot of uh, murkiness about, especially in the in the beginning of the season, who's going to be under center.
0: Well, Matt, we'll be following you for all of that information, everyone. Go give him a follow on Twitter. Also, check him out at The Athletic. Matt, we really appreciate your insight. Great stuff on McGlinchey and, and Vernon Davis, the movie actor. Thanks so much for being on, Matt. Thanks for
4: having me on, guys.
0: Thank right. you. See ya. And there we go. Man, some great insight. Great information from Matt there. Yeah, definitely. And I'm I'm glad that he confirmed my, my hypothesis. Yep, yep. And mm-hmm. then he, he circled back to it, too, later.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it was you got that feeling like whenever Twitter is really at a guy's throat and then he gets that much money, there's very clearly a Mm -hmm. imbalance in between the way football people see a guy and the way that fans see a guy. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was, that was really, you know, valuable insight from Matt. And, I can't. I, I want to get back to the Broncos stuff, but I can't wrap my mind around the idea of being Super Bowl or bust and not having a quarterback. <laughs> it's, what a it's terrible so, uh, place for Kyle Shanahan to be.
0: And then on yeah. top. And then on top of that, it's so funny. And, and Matt's right, but it's just so funny hearing him say it. That the number three overall pick is going to have to play extremely well out of the gate in order to unseat the. Former rookie Irrelevant. who was Mr. Yeah. Irrelevant. I mean, just what a crazy place to be. Yeah, they're, they're, they're either in a
1: great place or a terrible place, right? What's funny about Brock Purdy is it's similar to what we were just talking about with Mike McGlinchey, where like he had some really great moments in college, and then he had like some of the most embarrassing, boneheaded throws mm-hmm. that made it on like low light reels. Mm, yeah. Yep, um, yep. uh, wh- there's one where he like throws a ball backwards to a defender. <laughs> And they just like walk in for a pick six. So it was almost like Jacoby
0: Myers with the rate or with New England. and yes. the- oh <laughs> yeah. He like gets spun around and just slings it. And then it just like oh goes right no. into a corner's hands. And oh, he's like, All no. All right. At yeah. least with Jacoby, he gets the excuse of like, well, it was a weird play. He's a wide receiver. Yeah. The quarterback yeah. doing that. <laughs> yeah.
1: But uh, he, he didn't show any of that boneheadedness no. when he was out there last year. I just can't. For me, Super Bowl or bust means there's consequences if it doesn't happen. Is that how you
0: feel? uh yeah well not necessarily consequences like someone's getting fired but it will be viewed as a disappointment Mm
1: -hmm.
2: so
0: for me
1: it means something's got to happen um and that doesn't mean kyle shanahan's getting fired or whatever but like it's like super bowl or we're gonna reapproach our our thought
0: process here so trying to think about it with a different team the chiefs are obviously super bowl or bust this year but what happens if they don't win? See, I they're don't think anything's Super Bowl happened. They're not in my opinion. Really? I feel like they
2: definitely are.
1: Like, yeah, I feel like they yeah, for they're sure the are. definition of it. No, because
0: it, in my
1: opinion there's no consequence. Like they've already earned it. They have their It's like what I was said about John Elway after the Broncos won Super Bowl 50. I was like, "Well, now he has 5 years of leeway." See, I think there's a
0: different word or phrase yeah. for what you're saying, okay. and it fits different teams because I know what you're I, saying, I, though. And, and I know obviously what you're saying. the
1: Chiefs mm-hmm. No, nothing less than a Super Bowl yeah. will be a success, really, mm-hmm. for like from here on out yeah, for a yeah,
0: while. Yeah. Well, what what is what is interesting with Kyle Shanahan is that's one thing that he's missing. He's viewed as this fantastic coach, mm-hmm. and he's clearly a fantastic coach. A great mind has put together a great defense as well as offense. Knows to, uh, how to evaluate talent, but no ring, yeah. no ring yet. And so, how great is he he's still really good but in terms of when you take a step back and look at his legacy without a ring i mean he's just a great offensive mind right now the good he's news is he's only
2: 43 yeah so there's plenty of time to write but a legacy
0: he hasn't ha- he doesn't have it yet yeah it he's doesn't matter either.
1: literally on the andy reed track almost mirror images of each other in the in the early set of their career andy reed gets mm-hmm. gifted you know the best quarterback in the league and he starts winning Super Bowls,
0: and now everyone's like, oh, my God, Andy Reid's one of the greatest coaches of all time. You yeah. know, Andy Reid has been a coach for 24 seasons. You know how many losing seasons he has? Very few. And, and he's only had Patrick Mahomes for five seasons. So 19 seasons without Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to say two. Three? Three. Wow. 21 seasons where he does not have a losing season. Uh, you know his worst record with Patrick Mahomes in the past five seasons? 12. 12 wins. Yeah. 12 yeah. wins
1: is his worst. But I mean. My that, worst would have been
0: 10. Yeah. yeah I was going <laughs> to say
1: like. He, what my point but is. But what I'm saying Kyle is. Kyle hasn't when had he the gets, quarterback yet. When you oh, get yeah. the quarterback. It, 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 all of a sudden you break through. And it's really
0: easy. Well, and but, that's but, what. But also to compare with Andy Reid though. Kyle Shanahan's had at least two losing seasons. In what? Seven years now. Mm. Andy Reid's had three in 24. Yeah.
1: yeah. But he also had a
0: much better quarterback situation. He was dealing with Donovan McNabb. True. Yeah, I guess we'll have to see how good Jimmy Garoppolo is with yeah. without him, because Jimmy Garoppolo all he did was win before he went to uh, San Francisco too. For
2: Getting sure. back to the start though, like they absolutely are Super Bowl or bust. Yeah, like if they don't win the Super Bowl, it is a disappointment at this point, which is crazy because they don't have a quarterback.
1: I don't think that's fair,
2: but I mean, it is the. I mean. The, Fans have to be disappointed. Like, they've been in the conference championship yeah, game each already. last two years. On,
0: on, two years before that, they were in the Super Bowl. On top of that, we know Kyle Shanahan has a lot of input with personnel, specifically on the offensive mm-hmm. side, specifically a quarterback... They traded three first-round picks in order to go get Trey Lance. So I do think that he doesn't get like a pass because he doesn't have a quarter. He has the number three overall pick in the draft, and if somehow he gets so lucky, Mm, he wanted Mac Jones. He wanted
2: Mac Jones exactly.
0: Well, well, do we know that? Like, was was he the one that changed his mind though, or did John Lynch? Because I think at the end of the day, Kyle Shanahan's making that pick. I think that's the problem. Is that Kyle Shanahan hired John Lynch? They hired Kyle Shanahan, and then he hired John Lynch. Yeah, I, th- I think the the power dynamic is pretty clear that it runs through Kyle. I, I thought the
1: way it was reported was that Kyle wanted, uh, and then it went to like Initially, a vo- even last he year, it still him. reported that.
0: It, but at uh, the end, because all I've heard was initially he wanted Mac Jones when and they made they the trade, somewhere. and then something changed. All right, let's work our way back to the Broncos here. Yeah. But first, first we got to tell you about our friends over at Fubo TV. If you've been watching too many low light videos just on Insta or Twitter and Instagram, well, it means you need to actually watch TV and watch the full set of things that's going on. And if you want to watch the Nuggets in the playoffs, the Avs in the playoffs, starting this Sunday night with the Nuggets. Get over to FuboTV.com slash DNVR. It's going to get you all the Nuggets and Avs playoffs games, as well as, of course, you can get the Broncos games on there. And you're going to get 15% off when you sign up using that promo code DNVR when you go to FuboTV.com slash DNVR. 15% off, and Fubo's great. Over 140 channels. They've got all the sports you can need. So there's no messing around, no contract, no cable, no joining fee. You just sign up and start watching fuboTV.com/dnvr. Speaking
1: of all the sports you could want, Volo Sports. Yes, um, I legitimately want to play in all the Volo leagues, Wow. but I'm going to have to pick and choose. We're already signed up for the bowling league. I kind of want to get in another one. I, I, I just there's so <laughs> many there's so many options. It's hard to know which mm-hmm. sport to join. Like. I love me some beer league softball. Yep. Vote was in like the championship of the cornhole league, which (laughs) sounds so fun. (laughs) Makes me think the league is winnable.
0: Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. (laughs) You talk so much trash. I will say, I
1: will say, I saw (laughs) a highlight of the championship game. The boards were not. Uh, regulation distance but it really was shorter? like yeah, it kind of changes every week. I was like, dang, that's it's wow. like baseball, wow. like you never
0: know. You go into a new park and I feel like that makes it more difficult. Yeah, you can't practice at home as much. Mm-hmm. Totally. Do you see those tweets of like weird high
2: school baseball fields? No, I love those. Oh, because like a lot of them. Like, they're not... It's not Coors Field where it's like, oh, we got to get this thing perfect. It's like, oh, we have this much space. So it be like a big cut into center field oh because it's like gosh. the corner of like the <laughs> science building or something. They're incredible. Or That's like, it'll wild. be like 200... 200- feet to like right field because there's like a parking lot there or something. And then like 400 this way. Some were just like massive cuz they'll be like combined with a football field. Oh yeah. So there's one mm, so that there's like no fence. Yeah, so it's like it goes around, but then in the middle it just like another 50 <laughs> yards because you have to get to the end of the field. They're Damn. crazy.
1: I mean, the Houston Astros literally put a hill in their stadium for a long time. Mm-hmm. That is Is it no longer there? No, they got rid of it, thankfully. Recently?
0: Uh Five years? Five, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was dangerous.
1: Yes, that was <laughs> one of the dumbest things ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, all right. Anyways, Volo Sports, get over, sign up for all of their leagues. They have something for everyone. Uh, and Spring League signups close today. So today is your last day to get in on the Spring League signups. Uh, and use the code DNVR10 to save $10 on your registration. Like we said, we are playing in the Cherry Creek Bowling League on Mondays. Get in. Get in.
0: Today's the last day. Hank just yep. pulled one up. Right field's like uh, <laughs> a nice 300 feet. Left field is like 650 feet because there <laughs> I mean, literally is crazy. like a football field attached <laughs> to it. Yeah, or like
2: this one that just has to like, the fence goes in around the
0: track. Oh my It's the, God. Op- it's the opposite <laughs> yeah. of a fence where it, it like is. curves. It does the curvage the other way. Wow. Also, wow.
2: when I saw that we had a Volo read, I was like, wait. I, f- I was just thinking about Volo, what was going on, and so I think I had a dream about Volo. I was like, "What was wow. happening? Why was it?" Turns out, I just saw our sign on that door down there yesterday. Wow, this and that's is a what real I was look inside back the to. mind wow. of Henry. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: It so was right. a dream. It was just a sign down there.
1: I want to circle back to Mike McGlinchey. After that interview, do you feel better or worse about the Broncos signing Mike
0: McGlinchey? Better, yep. C- yep. C- certainly better, because it's it's what we thought. Ryan and I had been on the same wavelength as you that Mike was a better player than than just a casual fan thought but to hear it from someone that's watched him the moment the 49ers drafted him mm-hmm. uh just makes it feel so much better and and I knew from talking to people that the 49ers really liked him but Matt's obviously way more connected and the 49ers truly did love him
2: I didn't think that he was going to come on and say yeah I can't believe that the Broncos gave him that deal like it's pretty crazy that
0: that it happened like there's a Ten percent chance. There I was a, there I was even a chance. Ten percent. I mean, sometimes when players leave, it's because they're not good. Yep. Mm-hmm. I have a great follow up for this, but you feel better. I feel better, but I
2: also like it's kind of what I expected. Yeah. Like I don't feel a lot better because I didn't That's think fair. he was going to come
1: in and just be, have the flamethrower. That's fair. Okay. Uh, a little role play. Okay. Mm. Um. I am. Are we in Henry's dream? Brian Wannabe? Kronigsberg. And wow. I host a Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Mm. Wow. The year is 2024. Okay. <clears throat> the, so two years from now, one the, year from now, yes, the Bengals have signed Garrett Bowles to be their left tackle. Mm. Weird situation. Since I have just invited Orlando Brown, Henry, and Zach to come <laughs> on my podcast. Mm. And I ask you guys. All right. It seems like the fans really didn't like Garrett Bowles, um, but. From my perspective, it feels like maybe that was a little bit because he was drafted so high. Do you think that he's better than they gave him credit for?
0: Yeah, I think the fans definitely were harder on Garrett Bowles. Would I say the organization loved him? No. I would say the Garrett Bowles had one really good breakout year where he earned the contract that he got. But outside of that, he was kind of in between where the organization viewed him and where fans viewed him. And
2: without penalties, he's probably a pro bowler. With the penalties, which ex- exist, he's, he's not. And he's a liability. The penalties came up in big moments and big games. And so, uh, I, you know, the, the Broncos aren't missing out on a Hall of Famer at this point.
1: All right. I like that. I like the way that turned out. And it's what I thought, too. I think he was higher on McGlinchey yeah, definitely. than we
2: would be on Bowls. I think it's the exact same Wow. wow. Uh, you guys were was both I, pretty critical. Was I, I, was a, I said that, the helped. same thing he said. Like, I guess his was the sacks in big moments, and I had But he said the, the organization loved him and yeah. wanted to there keep him around. That. Yeah. There
0: is that difference. And see, you do understand with the seven seventeen and a half million million is a ton of money to pay, and I like that he kept... I like what he said, because I had never thought about it the way he put it. He was a great number two. But with mm-hmm. your point of being a top 10 draft pick, people don't really want to view you as a two they think you should be trent brown yeah. you you should be as good as trent or not trent brown uh yeah no trent trent williams Both Trent Trents Williams. yes good. no i'm talking <laughs> i'm talking about trent williams who set the bar i mean the best left tackle in the game mike mcglinchey even drafted in the top 10 was realistically never going to be that so that was probably also something that knocked him down in fans eyes was seeing elite play from trent williams and not getting it from him
1: yeah yeah, I think he was higher on McGlinchy, who really exists under very similar circumstances. Yeah. The only difference is Bowles was drafted a little bit later, and the Broncos have not been contenders for his entire career. It's true. Mm hmm. They were, when they drafted him,
0: they thought they were. Right, right. But Trevor Simeon was their quarterback. Trevor Simeon, as our great friend, it's kind of like Brock Purdy. Yeah. I mean, we're going to have to see where Brock Purdy goes. Um, But I just
1: mean, like, unheralded (laughs) draft prospect who takes over a championship organization. Yeah, Yeah,
0: speaking of Trevor Simeon, our our good friend Brandon Perna today said, Trevor Simeon has 13 wins as a starter for the Broncos. Paxton Lynch, Drew Locke, and Russell Wilson have combined for 13 wins as starters for the Broncos. This is simply a simian toast crunch appreciation tweet, and wow. I couldn't I couldn't agree with it more. I couldn't like it more. Wow, I couldn't hate it more. <laughs> well, wow. that's very true. <laughs> yeah, I mean the fact that Russell Wilson's thrown in there too yeah, makes that, it even tougher. That hurts. You hope that changes Week One. <clears throat> you do. Yes. You, you really do. You really do. Speaking of Week One, when are we going to find out the schedule? Right about after a, the draft. About a month. Yep. Uh, early <laughs> May is my understanding. So I'm Feels like for that's that. what usually is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That is definitely when it usually is. Except it used to be before the draft. Really? uh, As of like three years ago. Uh, and Not 2020. So 2019. Really? I think was the last time. Oh, the last year. Okay. Yeah, that that it was before the draft. And then the NFL decided, wait, wait, wait. Don't we want to know who the number one pick is going to be and see if that's like a good person to have on Mm -hmm. primetime? Let's have it after the draft. Makes sense. Crazy. Yeah. Smart thinking. Wait till like teams are put together. Yep. Yeah. Anything else uh, on Mike McGlinchey? You know, I, I don't think so, but I feel good about where the Broncos are with that position. They paid a lot, but it's not like any of the other contracts that they've paid in the past where they're like, oh, that's a pretty good contract for a Donald Stevenson, for a Juwan James. They're actually getting... A reliable player outside of the one time that, that he had a major injury. One time, which is key. He's not injury prone. Uh, and then you're also getting someone that's just going to be very, very, very consistent. And again, I like what he said about he, he's a really, really good number two. Yeah. yeah. And adored in the
1: locker room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, I think that's, a, that's an important thing. That's a big thing uh, is
0: people really like him. <sighs> My heart yeah. just stopped. I thought oh, it was no. a car accident, but I think it was actually just a chair falling or something. Yeah, sometimes the chairs
1: fall off the tables. It's a it's a bug of stacking the chairs on the tables. Is, it, uh, is it ghosts? Could be. It could oh, also weird. be like there's a bi- a major road right here, so like the grounds always vibrating a little bit. They're mm. legitimate.
0: When I saw when I heard that, I looked out and there was a semi driving by. Oh So God. like maybe maybe it was yeah. a big the, bar shook the shaking ground things <laughs> shook it off thing. Yeah,
2: I think I don't know. Giving that much money to an average tackle it's it's not a good investment i don't think but i think where the broncos were they didn't really have a choice
0: what about so is a really good number two tackle average in your mind yeah
2: i mean i feel like that's about average yeah
0: man i just i view him as just a right tackle and i view him as like a really good right tackle yeah i think he should be a top 10 right tackle I don't and, know. and if he's not top ten, then, then Henry, I agree with you. Yeah. If he's if he's truly just an average right tackle, then yeah, that. I mean, yeah. I think regardless, they overpaid, but they had to mm-hmm. solidify that position. When
2: you're spending money, it's just nice to say like, either we're spending five million bucks at this position or spending top top of the line money because we're getting an, a great player. But when you're giving out, I mean, close to twenty million dollars a year for somebody who you don't expect to make a Pro Bowl. That's just a lot of money that kind of puts you in that in between range. Okay. You know? one, of,
0: one of the things that, that Matt said that I wasn't necessarily expecting, and, and mm-hmm. I want to see if it changes the way you felt at all, was he said that the 49ers kind of got him to his peak at the very end. And now the Broncos are going to kind of reap uh, uh, yeah reap you all so. of the benefits of that. So maybe he actually can be a Pro Bowler. Yeah. Do you buy into that or, or not really?
2: Pro Bowl's probably a stretch, but I mean, we should expect him to be better. You know, we knew he was coming off the major injury, that he had to rehab that, didn't get any work in the offseason. And so you do expect him to be better this year than last year. Um, but I just don't... There's, what, three tackles, three right tackles to make the Pro Bowl? That's that's asking quite a bit. And you hope it happens, and you hope he's still improving. But I, I can't expect it.
0: Okay. Yeah. Think where,
1: I know this is hard to do off the top of your head, but mm-hmm. where would you rank him... In terms wow. of right tackles
0: really quick right now i'll ask you is he better than wow. juwan taylor uh and caleb mcgarry they're all right there they're all right there and we can go back through the no- i had him as my number one right tackle yep. mm-hmm. i
1: had mcgarry over him just because of the way i thought he fit mm-hmm. this scheme yeah okay. um but i think they're all in the same category
0: and they're all they're all good for they're sure. getting paid mm-hmm. like that. And McGlinchy's certainly getting paid like it a ton.
1: Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. Uh, I- I'm excited for this offensive line. I can't believe I'm saying that.
0: Yeah. Wow. Definitely excited. Which is a good thing. And especially when he talks about what Mike McGlinchey's got at. We know. But it's run blocking. And the Broncos, with Sean Payton at least this year, they're going to want to run block so much and just run the hell out of the football. And so at least they're pairing him up with his strengths. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just... Want them to have a better running back. Yep, me too. Maybe <laughs> in two weeks from today, well, two weeks from tomorrow, they'll draft a running back. That is crazy. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Madden? Doesn't it not feel like draft season? No, yeah. it's just because the Broncos traded away all their
1: picks. Yep. and We don't get to like participate in all the fun discussions about first round yep, draft picks.
0: Yep. Kind of wild that the 49ers don't have a pick until after. The Broncos Well, after the Broncos, yeah. Yeah. Broncos 99. picked two times 30 <laughs> yes. picks before they picked. Yes. Don't they have like a crazy number of picks? They do. They have 10. Yeah. I think the Broncos had five compensatory or five draft picks this year. Yep. The 49ers got five compensatory picks this yeah. year. Yeah. It's is is insane.
2: And for what it's worth, Madden has McGlinchey as the 11th right tackle. Oh. Which is kind of what we were talking about. Is yeah. he top 10? Yeah. Borderline right Say there. Madden, you get me all. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> up.
0: Before you play your game, Ryan, you're going to have to check out our friends over at Shady Rays because if you win the Super Bowl, you're going to Disneyland, right? Oh, and yeah. that means the sun's going to be out. You're going to want your shady rays, especially with all the celebration, you might lose a pair. Of your glasses? Ski-
1: I was going to say, do they have ski girls for like the champagne
0: showers? Yeah, after the I believe game? they do. Oh, yeah, wow, so you yeah. can check out Shady Rays. They oh, wow. do. In fact, you can see them right here on the screen. I'm oh, going to need those. Oh, man, those are sharp. Those are sick. Yeah, you're going to need those. And wow. you can get those and a pair of sunglasses for 50% off by using the code DNVR over at Shady Rays where they're going to hook you up with that 50% off when you get two pairs of sunglasses. Shady Rays are great. Uh, Of course, for ski season, uh, you might want to check out their their goggles. Maybe they've got stuff going on sale at the end of ski season now. Get some for next season. And you can return or exchange them for free within 30 days of purchase, so they're guaranteeing that you're going to like them. So check them out. Use that promo code DNVR over at Shady Rays.
2: And if you're too close to Ryan when he starts spraying the champagne, get you in the eye. Mm. Call Bacchus and Shanker oh. and send Ryan to jail. Wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, then you're not an attorney. You probably want to call 911 if you
1: want me to go to jail. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, call Backus and Shanker. They'll make it happen. Also, I've been watching uh, Breaking Bad or going back through it. Yeah. Oh, I, I love Saul. Every time Saul comes up, I just think of Backus and Shanker. It's like, I wonder if... (laughs) I don't think that's a comp that they would want. I know. Well, maybe not. He
1: does get shit done. Exactly.
2: And, like, the personal injury attorneys, and then Saul has all of his other stuff behind the scenes, but does make you wonder, if you're a criminal, should you call Backus and Shanker to, like, help work your business? This is a terrible ad read. (laughs) Well, that's a shame. (laughs) Well, regardless of whether you're a criminal or not, if you get hit by a bus or hit by a car or a motorcycle or a scooter or uh, a truck, um, then call them because they will help compensate you. Um, They won't charge you until they win your case. So you can call 222-2222 for a free consultation. Work their case all the way through. If you win, when you win, they'll get you your your money and they'll take a cut of it. Um, Call 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for
0: free. All right, guys. Shall we dive into our draft Preview and jump in Ooh. to a big boy today.
2: A Big bo- Oh, that's right. Oh, sorry, we gotta get going. Uh, Steve Avila. So he's what? Well, he's the TCU center. Yeah. Um, Slash big guard. big big boy. Yeah. Played. I guess he was guard this year, wasn't yep, he? Yeah. So center he, the year before, yep. guard last year. And so the reason was they brought a guy in from the portal who was a center, and they knew yep. Steve could play either, so they bumped him outside. Um, he is. Very big, very strong. Yep. I think that that's obviously what stands out when you see 6'3", 332 right there. <laughs> um, because of that, what is he not good at? <clears throat> Moving, because he's massive. Um, so I think that the easy way to look at it is, you know, if you're looking for an upgrade over Lloyd Cushionberry, again, Lloyd doesn't let anybody get by him. He just gets pushed backward. Well, Steve Avila, he just doesn't get pushed backward. And so I think right there you say there's that, and he gets you more push in the running game. So I do think he'd probably be a pretty immediate upgrade.
0: Oh, I think he'd be, he'd be immediate upgrade and a fantastic pick for the Broncos. If he's there mm-hmm. at 67 True. or 68, he could go earlier. He may mm-hmm. be there. That could be the sweet spot. But this would be such a good pick for the Broncos if – they feel like he can play center. Like we said, two years ago, he was TCU's full-time starting center. Like Henry said, they brought someone else in from the transfer portal that was specifically a center, so he played guard. Steve obviously showed that versatility to be able to do Mm -hmm. both. You're not drafting a guy in the third round to come in and back up Ben Powers, to back up Quinn Miner. So that wouldn't make sense if you're bringing mm-hmm. him to be a guard. But if you think he can be the center, oh, man, I love this. So you really have to just determine if if he has the mental capabilities to transfer over to the NFL level. That's really hard to tell by watching college tape uh, and, and by projecting. It's it's That's the work of George Payton to do. But he's a guy where he didn't give up a single sack last year. Uh, in, in TCU, they played some pretty good teams last year. I mean, they started off with in the 1-11 and 11 teams, CU so they, Buffs. They drop back a lot. Yeah, it, it's very true. So they drop back a lot. And I actually was, I'm impressed with his ability to be a run blocker and a pass blocker really at the line of scrimmage. I think where his agility and, and his size mm-hmm. kind of hurt him is when he's getting to the second level. Uh, it's tough for... 332 pounds at, at running a, over a 5-140 to, to get to linebackers and be able to chase him down. But I actually think he has no issue in either of those. I think he's really good at the line of scrimmage. So you, that would just be on Sean Payton. Don't call plays where you expect Steve to consistently get up to the second level and be blocking linebackers. Mm-hmm.
1: Two big takes on Steve Avila for me. One, I my favorite part of this draft season is seeing TCU prospects. What's because up? it wow. means they won't be on the field against the Buffs next year. <laughs> it's very true. Wow. Yeah. Like, you know, everyone's like, that's a national championship team versus a one on 11 team. Both teams are going to be completely and utterly different. They have like, <laughs> I think they had like 13 guys at the combine.
0: Wow. That's a lot of guys. I yeah. mean, if, if I went to TCU, I, I'm Sonny Dykes is a fantastic coach, so I wouldn't be concerned of staying at TCU, but you just got to the mountaintop. Like, your, your stock as a team isn't going to yeah. be any higher than it is. So if you can get drafted, go get drafted.
1: Absolutely. Mm. Uh, other thing, as you know, D- I got to bring up RIS. Duggan's still there, right? No. He's gone. Yep. Yeah. Damn.
2: Yeah. Uh, oh, never mind. They might suck. I know. <laughs> Man, they
1: were five and seven the year before.
2: Sonny <laughs> yeah. Dykes. Sonny Dykes is so good, though. Duggan's in the draft? How good
0: is he? Uh, everywhere he's gone, he's won. I think that first year when they were five and seven, he took over. The Pretty team. When sure they he were went like, to Cal and failed. Really? Yeah. I thought he was a guy that everywhere he's been, he's been really good.
1: I don't think so. Oh. Um. Anyways, he's been solid. But eight four six RAS for our guy Steve Avila. And remember, what relative athletic score means is how athletic are you relative to how big are you. Right. Mm-hmm. He's huge, obviously, but it's nice to see that he is also in the very upper tier of athletes that are that size. Um, you know, you mentioned the five to one 40 yard dash, but, uh, and that's like a, a a little above average for guys his size, but the 20-yard split on that is 2.97, which is, like, way up there. Yeah. So he's hopefully never running 40 yards in a straight line on one play.
0: And kind of what I'm saying is he can do everything you want around the line of scrimmage, but when you ask him to do things further away, then that's when that 40-time kicks in. Yep, absolutely.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, The only spot where he was, like, really bad in terms of his testing was broad jump, which, again, what is... Like, it's a little bit about explosiveness, but
0: how far could a guy that big really jump? Yep. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> that doesn't b- I would like to see that on tape, though. 332 yeah. pounds broad jump, like five inches. The one that just blows my mind every time I see it is Cam Newton's broad jump. What was it? Absurd. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He flies in the air for a while and then lands. It's insane. Well, he would like to be on a team. Yeah. What? Back up third string for the Broncos. Mm. Yeah, no. No, thank you. It's just drama. Yeah. No, don't touch drama at quarterback. You have enough. It's very true. And also another thing, uh, kind of an intangible with Steve, uh, a captain at TCU, so well loved by the coaches, mm-hmm. by, the, or by, the, by the staff, uh, and by his teammates. We just talk about Mike McGlinchey bringing a great room or bringing a great person into that offensive line room. Just add another guy that can be there for a long time. And speaking of being loved by the staff... Who is on the staff,
1: but Sean Payton's son. That's very true. true. You you
0: can't overlook that connection. No. Anything else, Henry? I don't think so. You looked like you were about to say something. So I said that I would love this pick. If this is the Broncos' first pick in the draft, or yeah, first pick in the draft at 67, I would absolutely love it. Not only do I think he's a really good player who could come in and be a day one starter, but also just a position of need. If you think he can play center, it would just be a home run pick in my opinion. What do you guys think?
1: I would love it too. I mean, I want to see them address center very quickly. First pick, second pick, third pick in the draft. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the longer you wait, the lower your chance goes of hitting. Um, And I would love to see them hit at center. And if, I mean, if they drafted this guy and he balls out in camp, we are talking about the Broncos potentially having a top five offensive line in the NFL. Mm -hmm. It's true.
2: And I mean, powers Avila minors on the inside that's pretty crazy yes that is pretty so crazy beef yeah it's a very beefy group yeah I mean I think this might be best case scenario for yeah. the that first third round pick like you could probably split hairs about which center I really like Steve Avila I haven't dug too deep yet into the others but just the size and strength and all that and production and experience like yeah i think he's probably perfect scenario for me
0: i mean between quinn minards and steve avelia if they're next to each other that's almost 700 pounds <laughs> right there so talk about just a double team that would kill a defensive lineman i mean you have you have no chance and pairing those two together would be so fun and then those aren't even the best interior guys the best is ben powers yeah for sure
1: it's uh, it's exciting. It's, I've never gotten excited over center. <laughs> it's it's before, very- but I think I'm excited. Interesting question here from Rickard, who says, which positions? For what position is the broad jump relevant? Uh, a couple different places. I think the number one would be edge, because mm-hmm. explosiveness is the yep. most important there. I think it's also notable for wide receiver. Yeah, uh, where the, the same thing. You know, it's how fast can you burst? Um, you can learn a little bit of that by how far someone can, you know, explode. Um, from uh, from a flat-footed position. Yeah, it's a good point. Yep, you said corners as well,
2: Henry. Oh yeah, just anything where you want explosive lower halves.
1: Yeah, corner a little less so though because they're starting backwards. Explosive, yeah. but lower then when halves. they break, yes, yes,
0: going true. forward, true, explosively. True, true. All this draft talk you can get in on the action over at DraftKings Sportsbook. They're starting to throw even more props out for the draft. And I got to say, these past few years, uh, since I started covering the Broncos, haven't been able to really get into these as much because just too focused on the Broncos. But Broncos not having a pick. I'm going to have to get in on these first-round things. How many quarterbacks are going in the first round? Uh, Draft position for X player. Is he going here? Is he going there? You can get in on all of that over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And you can also do it with bonus bets. If you place a $5 bet on any NBA team and they win, you get $150 in bonus bets when you sign up and no better time to get in than right now. And then you can use those bonus bets not only on the draft, you can use it on the Nuggets Sunday night. You can use it on the Avs as they enter into the playoffs. DraftKings is the place to be right now. So check them out. Use that promo code DNVR when you sign up to get $150 in bonus bets by placing that $5 pregame moneyline bet on an NBA game. Check them out. And of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050. If there's a gambling helpline, MA.ORG in New York, call 877-8 HOPE NY or text HOPE NY. To in kansas call 1-800-522-4700 <laughs> on behalf of boot hill casino and resort mm, 21 class. plus plus in most eligible states <laughs> but age varies by jurisdiction eligibility or six supply. see draftkings.com sports sports book for details and state specific responsibly gambling resources you still haven't talked to the right people ryan I've, i still gotta read it i'm trying <laughs> <laughs> shout out boot hill <laughs> um, questions. questions.
1: <laughs> yeah, What do we got? What do we got? Yeah, People yeah. probably
0: have some questions over that description.
1: Probably. I have <laughs> probably. many.
2: <laughs> Should I put a massive bet in on the Avs minus 280 tonight? No. But the, like, Winnipeg's not playing anybody. Like, that goalie who's, like, the best goalie isn't playing. What's at stake for the Avs? First in the central. If, don't, don't, and they control their they own lose destiny.
1: It they, if they lose?
2: Two games left. They'd lose control of their own destiny. Yeah.
1: No, but would they What's the How many games are they up on
0: it? They're like 1 point th- up. Yeah, but they control their own destiny. So they if they right, lose right. they do lose their own destiny. Okay. Control yeah, their own destiny. Yeah. You should. I think I should. Man, I don't know. I did one where it was the odds were even way worse like minus 500 and did that <laughs> cuz I was like this is absolutely happening. And it didn't, and I promised myself that I was never going to be chasing those terrible odds again. So I don't like
1: doing that—the big minus bets in what I call like one bounce sports, Mm. meaning one bounce can change the entire game. True. Um, Like if it was a dominant football team against a weak, weaker football team, it's not really like like if Alabama on the first play of the game gets a tipped ball and it gets intercepted, like they're still going to crush them.
0: Right. True. You know,
1: but. Sometimes in hockey, you get a deflection off a skate, you go up 1-0, you pack it in a little bit on defense, they overcommit, now it's 2-0. Like, right. Those games can change so much easier. That's
0: a good point. Yeah.
2: Maybe I'll split it between the minus 280 and the minus 175 60-minute line.
1: What's minus 1.5? One uh,
2: plus 100. Yeah, that's
1: more my, my speed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I agree. You put less on that. Yeah, and then you get an empty netter at the end. Yeah, and, yep. and then you feel good.
2: Or or they win and you lose. See, that's that's why I don't bet spreads with any of the nuggets or the abs or anything.
1: Yeah, it's really
0: true. Smart. All right. Uh, Nothing from the comment section. So what do we have on the website? The Count says, many have forgotten about the Brian Greasy era, in particular... Few fans seem ever Thank to Lord. mention the quizzical yet victorious <laughs> performance in the t- in the October seventh two thousand one game versus Hanks' Chiefs wow. when he went eleven for twenty with one touchdown and one pick, and yet the Broncos won twenty to six. His performance is overshadowed by, of course, a th- the cornerback that picked off Trent Green four times. South Can O'Neal. you name? Oh, okay, ruined it there. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, and an RB totaling toting the rock for a hundred. 155 yards and a touchdown. Can you name him RK? Okay. But I'm going to change this to Hank since you named Delta. So it's 155 and a TUD. And did he say the year? 2001, October 7th against Hank's Chiefs.
2: Wow. I don't even know. 2001. Like Rod Smith? No, no, no. no, 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 Running back. Oh, the running back. Oh, (laughs) who ran it. Oh, um... Oh, shit. That'd be before Ron Dane, right? Yes.
0: Like, Olandis think more Gary? Obvious. Yeah. Oh, really? Terrell Davis? Yes. Really? I, I would think so, yeah. <coughs> he says, these odd games would taste like candy now after the last like half of the decade one, yeah. of Broncos bitterness. Wouldn't they love the count? Yeah, you give me Russell Wilson going 11 for 20 with one touchdown, one pick, but it's a 20 to 6 win over the Chiefs. I will take that. All day. Yeah. Wait, could, what word did I? Uh, how did quizical. I say? Qu- quizical. <laughs> <laughs> quizical. <laughs> I knew I said it wrong. Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, yeah. When you guys are laughing. Oh man, I can't find that box score. Oh, here we go.
2: Brian Greasy was four and nine his first year as a starter. Seven and three, eight and seven, eight
0: and five. Wow. So- solid. That really, he is really overlooked.
2: Yeah, it's just right after Elway, so it was Mike Anderson. Nothing. Right after. Oh, it was Mike Anderson. Mike Anderson,
1: Uh, yeah. 62-yard run in the game, 22 carries, 155 yards. Dang. Um, So that's post-TD, huh, already? Was TD done in 2000, or was that just when he was hurt? It could have been when he was hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Orlandis Gary also had nine carries for 28 yards.
0: Man, over 30 rushing rushing attempts.
1: I loved that one-two punch. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. In 2000...
1: Priest Holmes, 17 carries for 42 yards. Clamps. Dang. That's like
0: the Broncos going up against Derrick Henry now. Yep. Or Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, it's very true. Zeke's still looking for a job. Center? Oh, wow. man. No. Wait, no. Bad film. Bad tape <laughs> wow. on.
2: In 2000, Brian Greasy was 25, had a 7-3 and record, uh, 102.9 passer rating, best in the NFL. Wow. Yeah. Like for the whole season? Yeah.
1: Wow. That's crazy. He
2: set Broncos were 7-3 and three in the games he started.
1: Dang. That's what wild. else happened in that season? I don't know. Is that like the Gus for Brian Greasy starting went to a Pro Bowl. Season, yeah, I, I don't think. know. Dang, went to
0: a Pro Bowl, too. Things were looking up. Let's see. As Henry looks that up, next one coming in from Casper says, Fellas, I think it would be fun to do another fan voting bracket, but with a 98 Super Bowl team. Mm -hmm. You could have Elway, TD, Sharp, and Atwater be your four number one seeds since they are all Hall of Fame. And do the top 16 or even top 32 players to see who would win. How say you? Maybe next March? Yeah. I
1: I like that. Oh, no. We were going to do the 64 team bracket next year. 64 is going to be Maybe...
0: Maybe maybe we it's do uh so maybe good. we do that this summer when things get a little Why calm not? do a little throwback. I, mean, still wins. I was gonna say yeah with the conversation we had you got a Hall of Fame quarterback he's gonna win right they yeah. might give it to TD. I
1: I th- honestly th- John Elway doesn't the end of the GM uh, yeah. thing was enough to no
2: and I think there's so much fighting on Twitter like all the. You know, the I think John always, guys who say like, "Oh, look at his numbers. He's not good." Blah blah blah. More interceptions.
1: Whatever. I think John always still wins a bracket of best athlete in Denver sports history.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely. How can he? So that's ninety-eight so,
0: season. So who would the? Okay. Who would yeah. the number one seeds be in all of Denver? If if you had four number one seeds to be l a
1: Sackic, Sackic for sure, Jokic, Joker, yep. Joker. A, yeah, it has to be. Are I mean, we doing one you, from each team? Yeah, let's, if do, you, one, you were, let's yeah. do one from Hilton. each team. And then Todd. Yeah. Or you could go or, Larry. Larry yeah. is in the Hall of Fame. That's true. It's But for me, it was always Todd.
0: Yeah. Man. And it would have easily been Nolan. They had, easily. They had yeah. to let him go. Damn. Man, easily. that's...
1: Uh, that's <laughs> an...
0: Wait, so who would it be if it was just the top four? You didn't have so to take one from Mount each Rushmore. team. So this is the Mount Rushmore. Yep. Um, this is always hard for me. John obviously. John
1: is Patrick Wa- guaranteed to be in. Guaranteed um, one. Sackick has to be guaranteed two. And then you get in this weird thing like, yeah, does a Nugget or a Rocky deserve to be on it with no
0: championships? Like Patrick Waugh. Would, so I would with, I would
1: say TD and Patrick Waugh yeah, is what that's I would probably. Do. Yeah.
0: Oh, so not. No one else has two MVPs no. in Colorado sports no. history. No. Nope. So you're leaving no. the two MVP. Uh, give me about a month and a half, and
3: yeah, then I'll put him yeah. on there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. Do you think true. he's going to
0: win it again? No, not MVP. Oh, a, m- a month and a half until he is winning yeah, championships. It's probably today. longer than that. the yeah. NBA playoffs go yeah. cool forever. They do. Uh, Have you uh, given I'm up on MVP for,
1: for him? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's the pity MVP. It we is. had a feeling it was coming. Yep. Uh, all yep. of the reporters are doing literal mental gymnastics to convince themselves why they should vote for Embiid. And I it's, wish it's over. I
0: wish that the number two seed in the West, whoever it was going to be, would have been better to push the Nuggets to yeah. try to win more. Totally, and then and yeah, then that's if, what I said. It I then, it out. Yeah. I was like, the only reason Nikola Jokic
1: isn't winning Most Valuable Player is because he was so valuable for yep. the first two thirds of the season that he didn't have to try
0: the last third of the season. I mean, Final it, third it's didn't really matter. It's really true. And honestly, if the, if the last month of the season would have played out the way it did, with the Nuggets having something to play for, then it would have been like, okay, well, Jokic mm, kind they of fell fumbled off, the bag, yeah. but he probably wouldn't have, as yep. what no. history tells us. When they've had to play this year, he's been fantastic. So that's a bummer that there wasn't a better two seed. Last Nuggets mm. question: Who do you want? Uh, OKC or Minnesota?
1: I think OKC. They're the 10 seed, right?
2: Like you, they're you not. Lean the 10 seed. Shea always
0: cooks the nuggets, but they have nothing else. They're just, they're young talent, though. What if they're just kind of young and naive? That's the only thing that scares me. Yeah. I'm not actually scared of them, but they're just so young. What if they're just like, yeah, Dude. we're just, we're, we're not, we are we don't even know what's happening. I watched, was
1: it Valanchunas? Yeah. Just go off on them yeah. last night, like. They have absolutely no one who could dream of covering uh, Nicole Jokic. Yeah, it's but true, that's yeah.
2: where, like, that means they double. At least if you play Minnesota, you're not getting doubles. You're just going to put, like, 40 on Gobert. Doubles should make everyone's life so easy. True, but I almost, I don't know, if it just Joker shoots every time, I feel more confident in that than Joker gets <coughs> open threes for people every time. Yeah, Minnesota
1: just, just has, like, guys. That, yeah, that are like, oh, those are They guys. have names, yeah. And yeah. I'm still
2: kind of traumatized by that game 82 from like 2018 or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah I am not, but you're uh, not no. when Taj Gibson got away with literal murder, murder. yeah. yeah. Was,
1: you, I mean, that sucked, but it doesn't make me feel anything about this. Game. But the Timberwolves I scare you more. I just think they have like you could see Anthony Edwards going off for yeah. 40 in a game, like they do Carl have Anthony some, Towns yeah. could just. Be who he was supposed to be for a couple games. Right, right, yeah. Whereas the
2: Nuggets would still be fine.
1: I the 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 OKC does have that young and naive, nothing to lose thing about them, but I just think like the Nuggets have so
0: So much much more talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Yeah, probably Minnesota. You don't want to play more, but we're gonna be both of them. Yep. Yep. All right. Minnesota might steal a game. Any any other questions? We do. We got one more from Nash Bronco, and this is one that we need to get to. He says. Come to think of it, I guess the Broncos never respected Draymond Jones since the sarcasm Mm. coming. They didn't draft him. They didn't refuse to trade him in the Russell Wilson deal. They didn't see his play production decline when Bradley Chubb was traded. They definitely didn't see the writing on the wall with his comments about wanting to get paid. Or did they? I mean, the Draymond Jones thing is so dumb from his perspective so here's what he said this week he had comments what about a month ago uh that what did they say um just oh he was talking about how the broncos just weren't always focused on football last year and, and things like that kind of taking shots at the broncos on his way out and this week when he was talking to seattle media uh he said that the broncos didn't want to trade him last year wouldn't trade him in the russell wilson deal and he said i mean shit They should have just traded me from the jump. Denver didn't pay me my proper respects, so I'm here because Seattle respected me from the jump. Just don't talk about Denver. The amount of times it just continues (sighs) to get brought up. And look, he was asked a question, I'm sure, but you know how easy it would have been to say... You know, Denver, uh, I thank them for drafting me, bringing me into this league, and they gave me the opportunity to be in this position, to be a Seattle Seahawk now, and and have a chance to right. win a championship and with they, them or something.
1: He could have said that. And they clearly knew I was valuable. That's why they didn't want to trade me a lot in the first right, place. Right, 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 exactly. I mean, he's
2: playing to the fans, though.
1: Like, those Seahawks
2: fans don't like the
1: Broncos. Like There's no
2: reason for him not to burn bridges here. <laughs> okay. Like, what's the point of keeping them?
0: That, seems, that all seems fine and good until... Couple of years down the road, and then a Chiefs player goes on Twitter and is like, "Oh, now you're talking." And then he quote tweets that Chiefs player and says, uh, "I hate, still hate KC, and I still love Denver." I know. <laughs>
2: yeah. It's like, sorry. I mean, because it's not like there were crazy shots that he was throwing. No, they're pretty this minor. petty,
1: salty, exactly bullshit. That I, I'm just like, stop.
2: Just yeah. stop. Yeah,
0: move on. You're with Seattle.
2: Yep. Exactly. And Seattle fans want to hear people say bad things about the Broncos. <laughs> He sold a couple jerseys with that.
1: (laughs) He probably has. Yep. All right. I think that's gonna wrap it up for us today. Feels like Friday, but it's not. We'll be back tomorrow. It's true. (laughs) And we'll uh, talk to you guys then.